You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey player. I idolize Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as this team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry. I'll hang up and listen. I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome, everybody, to episode 69 of Two Goalies, One Mike. I am Dwayne, your host, uh, with the most... Let's let's all take a second before I introduce my co-host for the day. Let's us all take a second to just laugh our asses <laughs> off at the Philadelphia Flyers. I am joined with Sean Warren from the Point Shot Podcast, very good friend of the program, uh, has been on quite a few times um, out of Vancouver. Sean, how many times have we talked about you know mock sh- trades between us and Vancouver, you guys, for Risto Lion, and it always ends in a joke. <laughs> I know. I was just gonna say I would. I wouldn't even want to trade like a fourth for Risto. <laughs> oh my god, this is insane! Look at the comment section. Nice. Joy to say hi to Sean. Oh, hey, I Andy. love to see it. Big news! It is big news. Uh, oh, buddy, uh, is Fletcher now worse than Benning? He might yes. be. Yeah. He might be. He might be. Uh, guys, this is in- this is insanity. I would have been happy with a second round pick. Oh but yeah! The first, I mean, who gives a shit about Robert Hag? That guy's <laughs> essentially the same guy. Just with yeah. you, just cost. They 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 took on his entire contract, five point <laughs> four million dollars. I'm assuming this was nothing retained. And, no, and not oh, not no. only did you get a cheaper def- cheaper version of Ristolainen, who, in my opinion, is probably better in his own end. Let's be real. I mm-hmm. think he's better better in his own end. He is. And yeah. you get it the thirteenth overall pick <laughs> and a two thousand twenty two. Second round pick. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh my god! I I wish that I could be a fly on the wall for the negotiations that happened, because where do you even get to this? Well, like, how do you? If you're the Flyers, at what point do you just hang up the phone? Because that would have been like nine nine calls ago on this one, like. <laughs> I just love the report that Buffalo was going around telling people that if they didn't have a top 20 pick at this draft, that they didn't have a big enough offer for Ristolainen. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? How many teams were in on this? <laughs> so, like, what happens oh. to, uh, like, Seth Jones? What happens Dude, to... Dude, his value... He, like, <laughs> like, they should be literally salivating right now salivating right now at the potential of trading Seth Jones because his value just went through the roof. Went through the roof. Like there isn't a draft pick high enough in value to equal Seth Jones right now, according to the wrist align and trade. (laughs) You know, I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to try and bring it up right now. A a tweet just recently. I think it was from Elliot Freeman or no, it was Darren Drager. I apologize. 
I'll read it re real quick right here for you guys. If you just give me a moment to uh, collect myself, because I just still cannot, <laughs> I cannot believe that, uh, that, that happened, that, that, that happened guys, that happened. He's gone. Hallelujah. 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 People are sharing the gift. Hallelujah. 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 Oh my God. People are sharing the gif of the puck being rung around the boards and Risto just falling and losing his stick. <laughs> and it's just like the entire thread of the Flyers announcement is just oh this my gif God. like a bunch of times. Right. <laughs> this is just, this is wild, right? Like this is, <sighs> this is insanity. Darren Drager <sighs> reported this morning on uh, the instigators, uh, our local, uh, you know, our two hour show here from 10 to 12 with Andrew Peters, Craig Reve and Marty Barani reported that, you know, with Jack Eichel, don't be surprised if you see a team out of the East get really, really like high on Eichel here, like a surprise team. And one of the teams, one of the teams was, uh, Philadelphia was speculated. <laughs> if they're making that deal, if they're making that deal for Rasmus Stolitan, by all means, Come home to daddy. Let's go. Let's do some. You're giving me that for Trent. Oh, yeah. Let's go. What's what's your first round pick in next year's draft looking like? That one following that? Who else is yeah. on the table? Let's go. Fire me up. <laughs> They're going to give oh. you freaking uh, Giroux and five firsts if this is if oh that's the price tag right just... now. <laughs> like, 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 how do you even justify that return? As the Flyers oh, GM, can't. how is that justified? You don't, you can't justify that. No. Okay, oh my even God. Worse, even worse. Okay, look at the stuff that they sent out in the last, what, two days and what they got back. So they've sent out Shane Gosses Bear, Robert Haig, a first being 13th overall, two second round picks, and a seventh. And all they've got back to show for it is Rasmus Ristolainen. And cap space, like yeah, cap space. I got. Well, no, they don't have cap space. So they still got four. Not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it was all for Risto. All of it. Like, that's wild, man. Hey, you're a Flyers fan. You're seeing those deals go down. It's like, oh yeah, we're freeing up cap space for for somebody, right? Seth Jones. Who is it? Even though they they just picked up uh, Ryan Ellis. You know, like like a phenomenal defenseman, but like. You're thinking bigger, better things when you free up even more cap space when you get Gossip Bear off your books. Nope. <laughs> nope. I just, I just want to see them like saddle poor Ryan Ellis with Rasmus Ristolainen now. And oh. Like... <laughs> oh my God! At that point, just keep Ghost. Ghost is a better defense. I know. Is he anybody not, else? And he's younger and he's cheaper. I mean, granted, yeah. the contract is longer, but like. <laughs> <laughs> That's just wild to me, man. That's wild. Like, how is that even possible? Like, how how do you get to that? I, dude, just like, what? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, like, I'm, I'm going to try and bring up the tweet. I know I I, I just here, – right here it is. I'm, uh, give me a second here. I'll bring it up for you folks. Yeah. Uh, tweet just now from Darren Drager. It reads as follows. Lots of attention being paid to the New York Rangers, Minnesota, Anaheim, and Los Angeles as potential fits for Jack Eichel. Some rumblings Montreal could be in the mix for the star center. Let me tell you, man, like Jack, that return, you know, granted, it's a defenseman. This is a center, but it all, it's all, it all, everything affects, affects one another. You know, so shit all rolls downhill, right? So this affects, the, 
This yeah. affects the returns that you're going to get for Sam Ryder and Jack Eichel. All looks, I got to say, Kevin Adams looks like an absolute genius right now. Yeah, well, and and Sam Ventura is the greatest hire the Buffalo Sabres have ever made. He's an <laughs> analytic <laughs> genius. Analytic <laughs> genius. Right? He comes like, in and immediately you move Risto for this return. Like, <sighs> think about it. You got more for Risto Linen than you got for Taylor Hall. Oh my God! Right. <laughs> like, yo, like, <laughs> they yo. they paid more for Ristolainen than they gave up for Ryan Ellis. That's like, <laughs> that's I'm sorry, hold on. This is wild. Like, <laughs> like I don't understand. I, I just I, really I needed. You, I, I'm actually I'm glad that repeated uh, yeah. through the thing. I'm I'm just I, I'm just you know play a double duty here. I don't have a producer, so I'm trying to produce the show while multitasking talking with you guys. Uh, it, this is, this is, I don't know. I don't know, Sean, like, like wh- where do you, wh- like you have to think 13th overall is getting flipped, right? It's getting flipped. They're going to try the Maybe. immediately. I'm thinking Anaheim immediately. I'm thinking Anaheim. Yeah. For what are you eyeing up in Anaheim for 13th? Um, could Reinhardt and 13th get you third overall? I think Reinhardt alone should get you third overall. Yeah, it could be. You know, I, I don't know if I would. I'd be. Yeah, third would be better. Like I'm, I'm just thinking with this draft, it's so weird, right? Like I, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen really a true consensus from anybody, even Bob, uh, for what the top ten look like, right? So being agreed, you know, for us as in Canada, in Vancouver, we've got the ninth overall. And I'm I'm happy with ninth because I know that a good player is going to slide to me. I kind of have like a tier of nine players that I think are going to be really really good, and then there's a drop off, right? Yeah. So for thirteenth to get like a another pick in that top nine, that's that's pretty solid, man. I just I you, you constantly heard that they're big on Eklund. You know this this uh, mm-hmm. you know he had a great year this past season. I just you know a lot of people are high on him. I'm high on him. I'm personally, I'm taking power consensus first overall pick for me, especially after we had him uh, last yeah, week on a first episode cool 68. Yeah, yeah. I, right. Like I was just extremely excited about that. Um, and just, he seems so poised, so focused and confident in himself. And, you know, he knows what he wants to do. He knows that he wants to, uh, you know, go back to school, uh, mm-hmm. you know, which I agree with. I agree with Owen going back to Michigan, go in a mm-hmm. national championship. Why rush? Why rush him into a situation like this? Even though things are looking like they're going to be on the up and up, uh, like nope, do yeah. not want. I agree. I don't want to go in the Eastern Conference either. I agree. I don't want to, have to deal with him. Nobody does. I mean, um, you would if it was like a Philly special return. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you're if you're getting that Philly special, and hey, a Philly special, Philly special yeah. 2.0, not brought to you by Nick Foles. <laughs> oh my God. Oh God, Jesus Christ. The yeah. golden point. Let's just get these comments in here. Just shit. Just shot a pisser of a quote. I uh, no chance. Reinhardt gets third overall. He's one year away from UFA. But yeah, you have his right. You you, you can do a sign and trade. Hundred percent. You can do a sign and trade. Well, he's, sign a, and trade. he's technically going to be an RFA, right? Well, like, and and look at the return Risto got. I think GMs are drunk right now. Yeah, because that's that's ridiculous. Like if there was that many people calling for Risto, that the price got jacked up to that. Holy, like I don't want Eichel gone. Period. Neither do I. He's my yeah. Nobody wants Eichel out of yeah. Nobody. Yeah. You know. 
for for one year wrist Reinhardt is worth. Thir- I agree, hundred percent. If if, if one year Rasmus wrist line is getting you the thirteenth overall pick, there's no reason you know Sam Reinhardt alone can't get you third overall. This is my opinion. Which I personally have been saying thing. for a while. I think you just really you know break hockey Twitter just all together. You package Eichel and Sam together to Anaheim, and you come out of that with third overall Drysdale and Zegras with the thirteenth overall pick. I mean. You're 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 a better team, right? You are not. Are you not for the future? Like, so yeah. much of a better hockey team making well, that trade. If you're Anaheim, I I wonder though if that would actually like give you less assets back than what you would if you split them up in two trades. You know I don't what I mean? know. That's the thing. I don't know. Well, now, now this this really makes things interesting. This return for Ristolainen. Yeah, it, it it really does, man. It's just. Because there's I, not a lot of teams that could take both, right? Anaheim, you know, is one of them that could. Well, you'd have to take on take a contract. Both. You'd have to take on a contract. So then you'd want an asset to just balance out the contract. I'd be looking like to me if I'm Buffalo, I'm I'm sticking but Max Jones too. Max Jones, uh, the guy that's been on off on the table there too. Yeah, uh, Troy Terry. Yeah, um, you know, you know, like they've got they've got a few different options. I'd be eyeing up those picks though. You know, if they're, if they're, to me, if you're a team that's trading for Jack Eichel, you're not planning on having very high first rounders for a while, right? Like your plan is that you would then be doing much, much better and be. Yeah, if you're if you know, you're acquiring you're, Eichel, you plan on being good for a while. So you're not you're not going to be worried about moving a few first rounders for Jack Eichel if you're in the market for him, right? Right. Exactly. So. I don't know. If I'm Buffalo, I'm I'm taking multiple firsts. I'm probably I'm trying to take one of Drysdale or Zegris. Personally, I'm doing everything I can to get into that first round next season and the following season after yes. that, man, because those are the drafts you want to be drafting. Those are the in. big ones. Yeah. Yeah. This draft doesn't really matter too too much. It's next year and the year after that that really do matter. It's the Shane Wright draft. It's the the Connor Bedard, Matt Vay Connor Bedard is so good, dude. Oh, like the next man. coming of McDavid, He's, right? He's so sick, man. He's so sick. Like, and Mishkov oh is just as good. Like, just he's right there, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> Teams get crazier. <laughs> I don't know, man. This hasn't suddenly altered the trademark. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I, I, I don't mean, know. see, to me, does he still I, want I, that ride to Philly? Because I'll give it to him. <laughs> I, I'm excited as you know a Canuck fan watching a potential market for Nate Schmidt. Nate Schmidt is a better defenseman than uh, Ristolainen, and he plays both sides. The knock on Schmidt is that he's actually left-handed, but he can play both sides. So I don't know. Like he had a down year in Vancouver, but who didn't? Yeah, I, everybody did. Same thing like, here in Buffalo, man. Nobody had a good year in Buffalo. No, like, and I mean, you know, if Risto can be excused for the, like having bad years for what his entire career. Uh, Schmidt can have one year excused of you know playing on a on the weakest team in the, the North. So that's, yeah, that's I agree. It, it's, it, it's, this is wild. This is unprecedented. <laughs> I shouldn't say unprecedented, but like, I still this can't get Peter over that. Shirelli bad. Like this is Peter Shirelli. Yeah. This is, this is worse. Really, really this is worse. And like, I, like, I want to make Fletcher like a worse than Benny now. I mean, does that you're drunk already? I, I'm drunk already. Who's drunk already? Me. Is he talking to me? Is Malcolm <laughs> talking to me? No, I'm not drunk already. I'm not. I, I, am I think he's probably talking judge. to me. <laughs> I say, I'm sober as a judge. Because I'm getting high on my own supply with uh, the Nate Schmidt talk. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, 
it's this is so weird. I want to have like a mock, like a like an anti awards ceremony, and have like a Peter Shirelli award to hand out every year. Yeah, and this year, like Chuck Fletcher is putting out a staggering lead on everybody else. Like, I, I don't know if anybody could catch him. He's yeah. he's it's been that bad of a week for Chuck. I, and here we had a, we had a comment where you say, "I I don't think they're keeping that pick. I think they're flipping it. I really really do." There's really? just been too much smoke about that about this with, with Eklund about them wanting to acquire him. I really think this is part of something bigger. I do. I think the pick the, the pick is part of something a lot bigger. Hundred percent. You don't think that they take Eklund first overall and then no, they, jump in and take you know LaSalle or something with thirteenth. I think Powers. I think Powers the guy. I I, uh, I I just I think you've gone such a long time. You probably haven't had a really high IQ defenseman in Buffalo probably since the days you had like Hank Talinder and you know Tony Ludman. You know we've been really missing that piece on our blue line. And you know there's nothing wrong. I mean yeah I get it. You know maybe Owen Power isn't going to be like a 70 point defenseman like you like you want on your blue line. Like you you hope what Darlene will develop to be. Mm-hmm. But you want to know what man. If I'm getting a defensive, like a defensive version of Victor Hedman, who's who'll still give me 30, 30 to forty points a season, I'll take that all day at first overall because every team needs that guy. Look at the team Chicago had when they were winning cups, dude. Brian Campbell was their third pairing defenseman. <laughs> I know, I know. Like Th- they were those so cup good. Were ridiculous. Yeah, they were so good. I mean, there's nothing wrong with building out from your blue line too, man. Like, there's nothing oh, no. wrong with that. Man, you want to be hard to play against at your own end. Like, you don't want to. Like most that's, teams, that's what most Owen teams Power is. From the blue line out. Because and the the draft is the best way to acquire the, that kind of D man because they're not available on the trade market. And if they are, as evidence today, they cost way too much. So mm-hmm. you know, Owen Power is a great a great pick. I just have seen a lot of the Eklund stuff as well for Buffalo. And yeah. it's like, you know, if it's a difference of you know, they maybe have Eklund as number two or as a one A, one B with with Owen Power. I mean, at that point, do you just take the guy that you like the best? Eklund's a hell of a talent. But uh it's yeah. gonna be interesting. Like I, I've even seen drafts where Eklund slides all the way down to the Canucks. And I was like, oh my god, if if we got Eklund at nine, I'm like I don't I'm think I don't think he makes a past parade. five. I really I don't, don't think, think so he makes either. it past five. Yeah, I don't I mean, think he makes it past three. To be honest, that's what I'm saying. Like, I just don't. I don't. I don't see. I don't see yeah. it, man. I don't see him making it past five. No way. I've got Power, Beniers, and Eklund as my top three. Pick your yeah. order, kind of. Hundred percent. I just. I just think if you don't take if you don't take Owen Power, you're making a huge mistake. Yeah. Um, is there any chance it's Beniers, especially with Eichel and Reinhardt? No, I because I think you're gonna get your. I think you're gonna get your Sunderman back in both those trades. Yeah. I mean, I, I really do. I, I think that that's where you're going to get you're going to get your centerman back. If that, that you know, you're going to get your Zegris. You're going to get whatever. Yeah, you're going right? to you're going to get your guys your, back in that trade. I think I really think power is to pick at one. Yeah, you know, um, I like I said, I love Ackland, but like, you know, I I I, I you know, if you have an opportunity before you watch the draft tonight, try and find as much highlight of his play at the World Championships. That's all you need to see because that guy was logging 25 plus minutes as a 19 year old defenseman playing with NHL hockey players. And he was their go-to guy. You know, they won, they won the goal. They they won the whole thing. And just for me, that's all I needed to see out of Owen power 
Like the fact that like they had that much confidence in him and he was still able to play with that type of swagger and have that much confidence in himself makes in, me that in much such more a weird year. Yeah, right? exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you know, that he was able to take that step and be, you know, an NHL caliber player. Mm-hmm. Um, after a season like this with very little playing time, I was very impressed with Owen Power out of that tournament. 100%. And very just, impressed. I, you know, it's, there's one thing you can't mm-hmm. teach, man. And he has unbelievable boots on him. He, he is an immaculate skater. That's, that's not a secret. One thing you can't teach his size. He is a big guy, man. He is a man child. He is so six foot six, 240, somewhere around yeah, there. He's, he's a big boy. And he's going to get bigger. He's going to put on more size and more size. And you, you, you just can't teach that in players these days. You can't, um, you know, I just, to have that type of ability, skating ability with that kind of size, that's that right there is, you know, I'll, you know, after the fact that, you know, pretty much anywhere he's played over the last couple of years, he's always the smartest guy on the ice. After that, that's another reason why I'm taking him at one is because he's just a monster. He's already a monster and he is a phenomenal skater. You can't teach those two things. You just can't. And it's you hit it on the head, the the coupling of the physical tools to be able to do it, but the cerebral, uh, how he's able to think the game, that he's able to think it at such a high level. Yep. That to me is way more exciting than his physical tools. The fact that I, he I has agree. those physical tools just makes him that more dangerous. Um, you know, like like you said, you can't teach size. There's not a lot of it anymore. But uh, uh for this comment, I'm not too worried about the lack of physicality at his size. It's it's again. It's not always about smart, hitting, right? It's, it's his, not. It's not always about hitting. It's about using that size that you have. Like look, look at the right look spots. At lot, yeah, yeah. Look, look at a lot of the bigger players in the NHL. Like was is Chara always the heaviest hitter on the ice? No, but he knows how to use his size to his advantage. You know his reach, his wingspan, his ability to protect pucks, keep pucks out of your reach. You know, like you said, find those spots, those areas. He takes up a lot of ice. Takes up yeah. a lot of ice. That's that that just goes that just goes along with the size. Working your angles well, being able to use that leverage that you have. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, like like Chara. It for Chara for that example, it, it took him a long time, right, to be able to it, really it, it, work into his frame. Yeah, uh, they gave up on him on the island too, right? Like yep. two teams gave up on him before he became what he became in in Boston, and. It, like, it took him a long time to really fill into his frame, get used to that, be able to to use it to his advantage. A lot of these kids are coming in uh, like power at his is his size and and his his build, and they're able to to use that right away. Almost, you know, I, I like his idea, or I like his decision to go uh, back to Michigan. Um, I think that's I a really smart move as well. Per, per, like personally, it's like. You know, you're going to gain a lot more experience and it's going to be better for your development because you're going to go, you're going to contend immediately for a national championship. You, you, they're returning such a good team over there to Michigan because you, you, you would assume Beniers is going to go back. You would assume Johnson's going back. Um, to bring those three guys back, you know, you, you're immediately contending for a national championship. And it's just going to go yeah. a long way for his development. You go from winning a world championship to going to win a national championship or at least contending for it. It brings right. a lot of that pedigree uh, forward as well. Um, th- I mean, it takes a lot to learn how to win too and learn how to win yeah, with look at great players. 
Yeah, we haven't you. we haven't won we haven't won Jack in over a decade, man. Like it's a difficult <laughs> thing to always show up to the rink and lose. Ryan O'Reilly said, it. "I know it's a sore subject, but you know when you constantly lose, you just you show up to the rink and it's it's no longer a love for the game. It's a job. It's just a job yeah. that you just hate coming to. Like we've yeah. all been there. No, no, not everybody loves their job. Like you know you you hate coming to work, man. It just becomes a vicious cycle of just suck. And that's yeah. what this organization. It's been a vicious cycle of suck." I think that's the best way of putting it, you know, for this franchise over the last decade. And maybe this is the tur- the tide's turning, and I, I, I'm excited. I'm ex- like, I would have never dreamed in years <laughs> that we would have gotten <laughs> 13th overall, a second, and Hag. If you would have told me, Arista. if I would have opened my phone today and saw that we traded Arista Lion for just a second, I'm just like, hell yeah, let's go. Fire me up. That's good. Awesome. But a first, a second, and a guy who's essentially the same guy, but probably a little bit better in his own end. I know. Honestly, if somebody pitched that as like a like a GM, armchair GM mock trade, it would have got laughed out of the park, right? Like everybody would have been like, no, that's ridiculous. Oh, Why yeah. are you, you so high on, on you, the you, you offer that on Shell. They laugh you out of the, you know. You, <laughs> yeah. The, 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 game, the game ejects itself out of the council and says, yeah, you've had enough, man. <laughs> falls out, breaks in two. Yeah, it's like, like, no, absolutely not. Like, it's just, no, nah, we're good. You know, you've had enough, buddy. Uh, <laughs> I, I just I, I still can't, can't believe, believe I, I can't believe oh. that that is. I mean, I'm looking at a highlight video right now of uh, <laughs> of the uh, Matthew Barzell uh, goal where Ristolainen and fell over himself. <laughs> oh Honestly, if you're doing nothing other like nothing else today, if you do nothing else, go to the Flyers tweet announcing the trade and just comb the comments because oh, it's phenomenal. It it's is so funny. In- incredible it's like it's like looking in a mirror man it's like looking in abs- absolutely like looking in a mirror it's just like that's us that's us complaining every time the sabers tweet anything yeah oh my <laughs> god it is just like yep this is amazing i <laughs> oh my god i got we're gonna have ty b join us here in a second because uh he has good. some things to say. Another uh, guy from Trainwreck, uh, you know, another you know, you know, hops yeah. in as a co-host here every once in a while. But you know, before he hops in too, because I'm going to get his thoughts. The expansion draft, waste of time last night, right? Outside of the Marshawn oh, Lynch comments, man. absolute waste of time. Like, yeah, it was brutal. Like, like, what, like the, the we point? knew all the. I love how they opened it up. Like, oh, a lot of big names on the board. We already, we already know who's <laughs> going. What are you talking about? And we know that you take like none of the big names. Yeah, <laughs> like none of them. Which was it? Not like that's like, but like you know what I mean. Like, it's what just a like terrible draft. Like, oh, yo, yo, uh, we watched it. We, uh, we we've already seen stream. all the picks. Sorry. Yeah, like we did a watch party for it on Area Fifty One because we were like, you know, there's gonna be. There's going to be trades for sure. Because look at the, how bad this team is. They're going to make trades 100%. And then they didn't announce any trades. And then after the fact, they're like, oh, we'll announce the trades tomorrow after the roster freeze. And they made one trade, dude. One. <laughs> like, <laughs> like one. Oh, what? my God. It's fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, this this probably is the worst trade I've seen in ten years. It is, man. This is Absolutely. this is this is amazing. amazing. This is the worst. This is probably the worst trade I've seen since the O'Reilly trade. Yeah, the O'Reilly trade was bad. 
Like at the time, some fans were excited about it because like Berglund was a very serviceable like centerman. You know, Tage Thompson had some promise to him. Tage Thompson, you'd hope, have some promise. (laughs) And then you were getting a pick. You know what I mean? You know, it was a. (laughs) And then he immediately goes off and wins. Uh, wins one of these That's guys. That's what made it terrible. And then, that right uh, there. Oh, and one of these guys too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That right there is what made that trade as bad as it was because yeah. it was just. <laughs> <laughs> I hate thinking back about it. It's, I, I yeah, just, I hate that's it. That's a painful memory. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I don't know, man. And then, but yeah, the expansion draft last night was just, not last night, I'm sorry. Uh, but it was just a waste of time. I, 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 I don't like, I, I hate the fact that. You know, you took away a lot of the suspense, you know, the drama behind it. And then some of the, some of the antics were cool. Like the scenery around, around the stage yeah, was cool. See, that was you cool. know, Marshawn Bringing Lynch coming Marshawn up there. I hated super. the shots at some of the teams, like obviously Buffalo, the shots taken at Buffalo. Like that was unnecessary. Like we're one of, <laughs> we're one of the biggest, you know, biggest hockey markets in terms of viewing and you're just taking shots on us already. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's okay. a team that's not. Not even gonna be your rival, like uh, yeah. Like, uh, they, they threw some shots at Vancouver there, which was to be expected. They're a uh, their division rival, uh, nearest geographic rival. So I expected to see some of that. But, I uh, I did too. I just uh, you know. So what is your you know as we sit, sit here and wait for Ty, uh, you know predictions. Obviously, you know for you know being obviously out of Vancouver, you know you're sitting at eight. Is it eight or nine? Nine. Nine. Yeah. What are you predicting for you guys at nine? What do you hope to see? I think we take Kent Johnson. That's that's who I think. I've seen um, kind of a a rumored uh, or in, in order list of the defensemen that they like, and that worries me because it was like Luke Hughes number one, Simon Edmondson number two, number three Brant Clark. Brant Clark's obviously the guy that we need uh, out of the three. Um, but I, I think we take Kent Johnson. I think those other three guys are gone before we pick. Um, we end up with the, the Vancouver boy. And honestly, he wants to be a Canuck so bad. So I, I like it. I like that pick. I just hope we don't trade it. I've seen some rumors that Vancouver is very aggressively big game shopping right now, looking for something to move ninth overall for. And uh, I'm not a fan of that idea. Uh, no. I can't think of too many players that I'd be willing to move for just like pure draft pick for player. So, yeah, not not too thrilled about that idea. Oh, we're joined, we're joined by the, the mustache, mustache himself, Ty B, <laughs> yeah. on the Trainwreck Sports Crossing Swords podcast. Remember, everybody, this is brought to you by Outlet Liquor, uh, the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? Ty. I'm just going to give oh, the yeah. stage to you, buddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you can't ask for anything more to start draft day other than getting rid of Rasmus Ristolainen for basically like cheaper Rasmus Ristolainen that you can just play on the PK third line time. Um, I mean, even healthy scratch him if you got to. He's basically the same player. He gets himself into trouble trying to make some hits just like Rasmus Ristolainen does. Not a great passer, not anything offensively there. You can't really use him on the power play. Like Risto was the the guy in front sometimes. I don't understand that. Um, so we won't be seeing any of that from uh, Robert Hag. But getting that first round pick and a second round pick in the future is a huge, huge upgrade for the Sabres um, from 
you know, keeping Rasmus Ristolainen here. He's just hurting the team. You might as well get rid of him. Gives you more money to spend, plus two potential guys who could be NHL players down the line, Dwayne. I think uh, that's exactly what you wanted from a trade out of Kevin Adams if he was going to wait this long. I I agree, man. It's What's even funnier to me is – they we were talking. Me and Sean were talking about it earlier. Is that they went and they got rid of Gossis Bear with their, the whole deal with Arizona. They're freeing up cap space. And as a Flyers fan, you're probably thinking, "Well, they're getting ready to make a bigger move." And then <laughs> they take on Ristolainen's contract, <laughs> give up a first, a second, and a guy who honestly is probably better in his own end than Ristolainen. And they take on that contract, and they ret- we retain nothing from Ristolainen, as far as I'm aware. Like there's there's no salary retention at all. No, I'm no, calling no, him no, back no. on any any player that's ever available ever again. First team I'm calling is Philadelphia. Right? Yeah, like, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. the new is, Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, <laughs> that's hands down the worst trade I've seen since O'Reilly. Hundred percent. Like, am I wrong? Yeah, pro- probably. I, I mean, that, 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 that's that's got to be the worst trade I've seen since Ryan O'Reilly was dealt. And we don't like to talk about that. I mean, the Duncan, Buffalo, the but. Duncan Keith trade was pretty stupid, but that but, yes, it was. But this this somehow is even worse. <laughs> imagine, imagine if you're Connor McDavid though, and you show up to training camp, and the team's like, "Oh, we helped our defense," and Duncan Keith, and then Rasmus Ristolainen walk in. Like, <laughs> I would leave immediately. I'm oh, like, goodness. I'm out. I'm uh, like, what did you fun. give up for this? Everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. Everything. Um, yeah. When can I get out? Can you guys buy out my contract? It would be the uh, same exact thing that's happening with Jack Eichel right now. It's just like, it's so <laughs> funny, like how their situations have been kind of mirrored in the league where like they are so good and they continue to get so much better and the rest of their team just falls off, just continues to lag after the team makes move after move after move, like just can't find nothing, can't sustain anything. We saw the Oilers get a little bit of success, but what did, what did the, you know, they get with that? Absolutely nothing. Nothing. Well, yeah, and they had a little bit of success and then traded a lot of their key pieces away. Right. Like yeah. immediately after they trade Hall and Eberle, like, <laughs> and then they never have success ever again. They haven't won a single playoff game since yeah, round. they got swept the one time they made it. So yeah. <laughs> here's here's a question too. I know we posed before. But now you're here, Ty. What does this do to the trade market? I know it's just Rasmus, it's just a line, and there's a lot of other bigger names out there that are available. Obviously, um, Eichel and Reinhardt. Does this affect the trade market at all, or is this just a one-off? Like, yeah, I mean, you have to think that if you're if you're basing off the value of the player and what the return is, that the return for Eichel and Sam Reinhardt just went up. Um, no, I, because they're completely opposite positions. Yeah, like we were talking about defenders. So, like, if the premium price is being paid on right-handed defensemen because uh, there's not many to be had out there in the trade market, it's a completely different thing. So it has, you know, not like a lot of centers either. It though. has no issues. So, yeah, there's no centers. I think it doesn't affect their trade value though. It doesn't make it go up or down because we got more for a defenseman. Um. I think we the price more, should already got, be way higher for Jack Eichel than people have been speculating yeah. the entire time on Twitter. 
I, I laugh all the time when I see the stuff from Rangers fans. Oh, Those, the Rangers! I all wish, high, man. I wish I was smoking <laughs> what they're smoking, drinking what they're drinking, because I would be having the time of my life too. I'd be like, the Sabers are going to get ten picks in the first round, and the next ten first round picks from every team, whoever wants Jack Eichel. Like, no, it's not not going to happen. Like, you got to be realistic. You're going to get a lot for them, but like, holy shit, these like, Rangers fans are delusional. Rangers fans seem to think that Capo Caco is completely untouchable, and I don't understand why. Like no, he, or, he the, might or, end up... or they throw him in and like it was like Capo Caco and a third round pick for Jack Eichel. I'm like Caco <laughs> hasn't done anything in the league. Like Jack Eichel came in and just in, in almost 120 amazing. games. Yeah, he's, he's in two seasons. He doesn't even have he, can, he doesn't even total Jack Eichel's rookie season. Yeah, and they're talking about Lafreniere being untouchable too. I don't even want to touch him. Like, what do you mean? The the kid like, barely could do anything. He got his first goal of the season against the Sabers. I think he had another one or two against them. That doesn't prove anything to me. He, most of the season, he was invisible. Price price yeah. starts at Lafreniere. Like, that's the very beginning. Like, that's the call doesn't even continue until you have Lafreniere in the trade. Like, if they're thinking Kako could be a centerpiece and then you add pieces around him, like, <laughs> that's, that's hilarious, man. I, like, I, it'd I, be Kako, Lafreniere, and multiple picks. Like, yeah, that, that's kind of what we're talking here. You guys, I'm sure some of you might be, you know, or those watching or listening, you know, uh, you, I'm sure you guys are familiar with uh, the urinating tree, uh, that uh, the YouTube channel or whatever. He just sent me a text. Congratulations on fleecing the Flyers for Risto. That is unbelievable. And he's a huge Pittsburgh fan, so he has to be loving this right now. <laughs> he uh, gets so to we, watch Crosby walk Risto in a in a oh, interstate oh battle now uh, for the next however long. That's like, fantastic. <laughs> How much do you want to bet they extend Risto now? Because you don't I, trade all that for one year, like just the no, rest you of can't. Risto's term, right? Like you've got yeah, to you have to him extend them. And then does Risto ask for as much or more money as he was already making? Like you don't downgrade. <laughs> not after you see what they just gave up for you. Oh no, you yeah, they got a value like you're not, to some degree. Yeah, you, they're not trading a first, a second, and a player for you to then have you take a pay cut, right? Like <laughs> amazing, amazing stuff. I, I know I, this makes me more excited for what's to come t- for the rest of the day. I think, right? I like, think the Reinhardt Hall might come today, and it might be a big one. I don't know if you, we're going to see Eichel get done, just because I think as we're hearing more teams like, oh, this team's in more, this team's further in, like more teams are going to dive deeper. They're going to you know put more on the table as they put more on the table. That's when hey, uh, you know Jack's Jack's been skating. He's been doing all this stuff. He's looking all right either way. But now we can start giving you that medical information. And then you got three to four teams who are kind of going through it. And it's going to take them more than a few hours to go through it. Something you're going to want your medical team to really take a deep dive into and make sure everything's okay. So that, you know, that process is going to take probably half a day to, you know, 24 hours or so where everyone gets on the same page on that uh, throughout the organization before you're ready to pull uh, the trigger, because it's going to be a absolute blockbuster deal when it happens. Um, We've seen guys kind of get moved in situations like this before. Joe Thornton, Tyler Sagan, and most of the time it's kind of been like a one-for-one, like main off. But like here, I don't think you're going to see that. I think it's going to be a big prospect deal because no one's really going to want to get rid of a top six center in the deal to get a top six center. No, I agree. And Uh, I mean, there'd be no reason for Buffalo to be wanting to get, you know, a, a similar player 
or whatever top no six and i don't think you're gonna get like a 23 24 year old center like a younger guy like you're not going and getting matthew barzell no 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 i mean it was it was makes you're definitely getting a guy in the age range of like you know a 20 to a 23 year old a guy who you know it's still is a prospect still a prospect but your, your picks are going to be coming along the way you know, like a Trevor Zegras in an Eichel trade is a very, in my opinion, a very realistic return. Like that's the age, that's mm-hmm. the that's the type of player you're looking at, in my opinion. Well, and then the other thing too is, like you like you said, with the medical and all that type of stuff, I could see it happening more towards the end of uh, the buyout window as well for the cap space portion, because mm-hmm. uh, there's going to be a lot. If you're giving up pure futures for the most part for Jack Eichel and you know what's the what's the appetite for Buffalo to take on too much bad salary back if you're giving up Jack Eichel? Um, teams are going to have to maneuver things cap wise as well, so they're going to have to clear things out um, if they haven't already, like Minnesota has, yeah. right? Um, that's, mm-hmm. that's a great point though, because you can also bump up the return you're getting if you're Buffalo by taking on some money as well, which is something exactly. we could see in. I mean, we sort of did see that with uh, that Ryan O'Reilly trade, albeit um, you were hoping Berglund was still going to be better than he was rather than, you know, just being a throwaway. But uh, and just yeah, leave. we could see he that. He just kind of left. He just never, he just never, he just kind of left. Told the team he was yeah. sick and then he just vanishing. <laughs> I remember yeah, vanishing all the reports gift. about all the Swedish kids, like all hanging out with him. They were like calling on the Swedish mafia, like you know, it was Berglund, I think Saboka, Dali, and just the rest of the Swedish prospects, just like out, like kind Olsen, of taking, yeah. it, taking his lead, and then he just left. <laughs> it's like I'm yeah, out of he's here. like, no, nah, this isn't fun. I'm out. He's, so he's somewhere selling, t- <laughs> he's somewhere selling T-shirts with Vili Leno. He's really to blame. He's really to blame for all of this. I still blame it all on Vili Leno. Yeah. I mean, he solely pretty Leno, much that's... put the Sabers out of the playoffs in that last. Uh... That last appearance, so yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. And then they signed him, so and they signed him, and then it all went downhill yep. from there. Overpaid him because you couldn't sign Brad Richards, and the rest is history. I know. I've I never believe in the if you can't beat them, join them thing. Like yeah. with teams going and acquiring the guy that kills them, like you end up way overpaying for this guy because you have such an inflated view of of mm-hmm. that guy. Like Canucks did the same thing with Michael Furland, right? Like years later, when there's so many question marks about his injury history, uh, nobody wants to touch him because of his injuries. Uh, Canucks are like, oh, we'll pony up. Here's four million or three and a half million for four years. And uh, I mean, he has played what, like 10 games for us and he's been on IR. So yeah, and he's probably never playing again. So, yeah. <laughs> like, you just don't ever do it. Don't do the if you can't beat them, just leave them alone. Yeah, yeah, that's just it. leave them alone. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, <laughs> you know, one guy that used to always kill us for me, I hated, I hated playing against him. Was always Daniel Alfredson. He was an absolute saber killer for a long time, man. He uh, was the worst. Yeah, and I was happy he, when he, he retired, alive. man, because it didn't matter. <laughs> that guy could be going through like the worst cold streak in the NHL, like just be, be ter- playing terrible. <laughs> he comes to Buffalo and he'd have three points. It's a gift, yep. three points. No way. Like like him and Spezza, like it was just the worst. I, yeah. I couldn't stand playing against him, just him specifically. But yeah, uh, pretty <laughs> mean predictions here, guys. You know, do you? I don't think, and I don't think they use thirteen overall. I think this is going to be a part of a bigger deal. 
I personally like. Hmm. I I think there's a lot of smoke around Eklund. Um, I think they want to get back in the top five. I think it's almost a lock that they take power at one. Um, I think after his play at the World Championships, there's, you know, that really solidified him for me at least being the first overall pick. Um, but I think they really want to try and get back into the first, you know, higher back into the first round to get to uh, to be able to have the opportunity to draft Eklund. Yeah, I mean it's entirely possible. I I mean I don't know what that package looks like to move up that much this year. Um, if you're moving, you know, 13, a couple other things, I don't know, maybe it's a part of a package with Reinhardt. You get, you know, five or three or something like that. And you get some other stuff with it. Um, maybe I could see that. Um, but I don't know what it would look like outside of that um, moving up there, but we could see them, you know, package it in some sort of deal with Columbus um, potentially, you know, solving the goaltender position, um, you know, getting a prospect or other trade or other picks along, you know, coming back. Um, but overall, I wouldn't be surprised if they ended up getting another pick, though, like you're saying, Dwayne, whether it's move- them moving up with 13 or them getting another pick as a part of another deal tonight. I could really see them, you know, ending up picking at least twice. I think that's like if you're setting an over under how many picks the Sabres are going to have tonight you're probably setting it at two and a half because whether they make 13 or not, they're probably, like you said, either packaging it or using some other sort of deal. So I don't know about you, Sean. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I don't see Columbus moving five uh, just because they have such a big need for center and they're going, they're going through their own rebuild. Now I think Mason McTavish is, is the, is the guy there, especially since he's a center and, and that's what they need so badly. Um, so unless, you know, they, they all of a sudden really desired Reinhardt or they really wanted to jump into the Eichel, uh, bidding, I, I don't see them making a move there, but Anaheim at three, pretty, pretty good chance. Uh, I don't know where New Jersey's at. Maybe New Jersey's looking to, to make some more of a splash, but they've been rebuilding for a while as well. Um, I, I could see, I think I, Eklund will be a, a saber, whether they take him first overall or they trade up to try to get another uh, potentially top three pick. Like Dwayne and I were talking about before you jumped on was uh, we think Eklund's going to be a top three pick. Like it's kind of power, Beneers, Eklund, pick your order uh, as far as what we can see. It's going to be a weird draft. Like I think forget almost everything that you think you know about the top nine and the top 10 order because this, this is going to be a circus, right? Like we're going to see somebody reach for Jesper Wallstead uh, and probably pick him in the top 10. We're going to see brackets or mock drafts being just obliterated. Probably Somebody always reaches and goes off the board in the top 10. It always it happens every year. Somebody always goes off the board in the top 10. Well, and, and so. Detroit's right there, right? Detroit is con- like is well known for they like a Steve guy. UI. They take their guy, right? Um mm-hmm. They, they, they took Marit Sider. Uh, not many people were super high on him at the time. It was a great pick, but at the time it looked like a reach. Um, mm-hmm. And who's to say they don't do it again in a draft like this where it's so wide open? You know, I've seen Stevie did a, did an interview and he was like, well, who do you think is going to go number one? He was asking the reporters, right? And uh, 
They're like, well, <laughs> power probably. And he's like, okay, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> right. Like he's like, <laughs> he was like, anything could happen. And I was like, that's a, yeah, that's a good thing where you're like, you're trying to get the information out of them. Cause you're as a GM, I hope you're not paying attention to all the you know speculation out there. Just paying attention to your draft boards. You don't care how the yeah. media and everyone else has people ranked. You don't care, you know, what Dwayne's mock draft looks like. What you yep. care about is, you know, how you got your prospects ranked and how it's going to fall out in the draft and making sure you get the best talent available. That's the thing. You pay your scouts to make a list, right? So, like, sure, you could go look at Bob McKenzie's list for probably a, a, a bit of an insider scoop on what the rest of the league is valuing players at. But mm-hmm. you pay your guys to make a list, right? So... Um, we only have a couple here in Buffalo. We don't have a lot. So, <laughs> yeah. So maybe you are looking at Bob McKenzie's. Yeah, list. Might be, they, they might be like, they, they might get, they, they might get into a bait. They can't come to an agreement. It's like, well, let's go look at Bob's list. Yeah. Who's next yeah, on Bob's list? Yeah. It's like going auto draft and fantasy draft. Like, oh, oh I yeah. forgot the draft is tonight. Auto draft just takes whoever's auto best available, right? baby. Yeah. I, uh, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, man, like Stevie Y, too, that, that trade they made uh, for Nadaljevic. That blew my mind. <laughs> to get a franchise type goaltender for a third round pick. I mean, I'm not even talking about uh, Bernier. That, that's just, he's garbage. But like, well, he's a just, UFA. Yeah, but like, that's just a throw in. But like, what? <laughs> like, a third round pick for a guy who was, uh, you know, <laughs> almost rookie of the year? <laughs> the, the only goalie now under contract in Carolina makes less than 900000 yeah. And he was like a like a fifth string goalie in their system. So Carolina's gonna be interesting to watch for goaltenders. So oh yeah. I mean because they've gotta they gotta start. I mean from they've scratch. had and they've had pretty much everything else there the past few yeah. seasons. And it seems like goaltending is the one thing that lets them down, you know, in the biggest moments, and that's the problem. It's true. That I, too. That every, he was on waivers and cleared. <laughs> he was cleared. He was, which is wild, man. He was one point he was the third string goalie, and now under the Stevie Wise tutelage, and you know, possibly on his way to making st- uh, st- uh, playoff runs because that team is honestly. I mean, you look at Tampa Bay; that was built by Steve Eiserman. That whole franchise oh, yeah. was well, built yeah. by Steve Eiserman. and now they're he's looking to do the same exact. He's doing. Thing he's, he's doing what I do when I play like. GM mode. I like make my team so good that I end up not being able to resign everyone. Then I'm like, oh, this isn't fun anymore. So then I go to a bad <laughs> team who has a ton of cap space, and, you resign, <laughs> and then I sign all those guys in free agency. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Oh, dude. Well, he's got so much cap, right? Like he's got almost fifty million mm-hmm. in cap space. Uh, he could do pretty much anything he wants, right? Yeah. So that's the uh, tough part, though. Like, no one really good has been going to UFA the past few seasons. Not guys where you want to be throwing six, seven, eight million plus to, you know, you're not really going to get that return on value. So, hopefully, for his sake, a couple of these guys can reach, or else maybe you're looking at having to throw out an RFA offer. Or are you looking at, you know, Gabriel Landeskog? Are you looking at Dougie mm-hmm. Hamilton? You know, the guys that. This year is kind of a weird year where some of those guys are actually going to make it to free agency. And the other part, too, is that the the assets that he can acquire by taking on picks or uh, bad contracts, rather, you know, like to go help out his old team in Tampa, say, I'll take Tyler Johnson off your hands, but it's going to cost you Cal foot to do it. 
you know, uh, or first to do it. Yeah. Uh, like he ends I, up with a good player that he likes yeah. for a contract I love this. that they can't afford. And I he love this. An asset. I love this comment from, uh, from a few, from a viewer in Vancouver, uh, Stephanie at Peg, uh, Peg Nificent. I'm assuming you might <laughs> yeah. know her, Sean. Yes. Tell her, yeah. tell, tell, tell her to float me a follow because, you know, I'm following her, but she ain't following me back. It's kind of, Oh, screwed. there you go. But, uh, she, she said, uh, it's kind of funny. She goes, uh, Okay, mustache crew, can we put a stop to this madness? None of you are Ted Lasso. <laughs> um, I was growing my mustache before Ted Lasso was a thing. <laughs> yeah, this. This is, he's the Pringle your mustache man. Mustache is fantastic. Yeah, you uh, came on and instantly beat me by yeah. a landslide. So <laughs> I just grow a beard, man. I don't even what I don't have a mustache. Like a mustache yeah. separates right it's here. Gotta be uh, mine connects. Yes. Yeah, I, I have a mustache. You have a mu- you have a mustache. Yeah, that is a mustache. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that that is in fact a mustache. That is um, the mustache. That is yeah. the mustache in Western New York, all of Buffalo, right there. You'd that be hard like pressed that. to find a better mustache in Buffalo than what Ty B is sporting. Hell, anywhere. Us. I don't know. Any- I've, yeah, I, I think- might have seen maybe two mustaches in my <laughs> lifetime that rival that. <laughs> yeah, I might have to like have a mustache competition in Buffalo just so I can crown myself champion. You just make yourself, yeah. Make yourself the uh, curator and the judge. <laughs> it has to also be like a buffalo wing eating contest as yeah. well. Just that's the that's the only bad part about the mustache being this long is eating wings because yeah. the sauce and the blue cheese gets in it. Yeah, hey guys, I woke so up. Then so then you gotta like wipe it after like every wing. every bite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I woke up so like kind of depressed this morning after uh, I forget who it was uh, Hayes Jimmy Hayes. Out of Minnesota tweeted that, you know, expect a Eichel trade tomorrow. I'm just thinking, like, oh, come on, man. Like, I don't want this day to come. And then we just get hit with this blockbuster Rasmus Ristol Lion deal. Oh, my God. Remember Gostad got, got traded for a first. So, I, I mean, I guess anything's possible. But never in a million years I thought Rasmus Ristol Lion would have been dealt for a – for a, a, yeah. a second round pick, little you never you never stuff. know when someone gets a, a general manager on the phone who's drunk at the lake. And, yeah, you know, <laughs> he just he just made a July day. Yeah, hanging out at the cabin. He's already right, out of hand. He's yelling. John just, ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's feeling good. Sun's beating down on him. He's been in the sun just for got four off the hours. Boat. Yeah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> a little punch drunk from the sun in the bevies. Oh, absolutely. So. I can't wait for tonight. This just makes me much, much more excited for tonight. Um, I don't think this is the last move Buffalo makes, and if there is another move, uh, you know, we'll come, we'll, 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 we'll hop in live again, or at least I will. Um, you know, give you guys uh, our live reactions, and um, you know, again, just I'm just blown away. <laughs> it finally happened. It took way too long, but it finally happened. Uh, and I'll say return. too, like if you guys keep 13th, there's some really good players there too, right? Like yeah. you can end up with a Cole Sillinger, you could end McTavish. up with a Coronado. Uh, yeah, like McT- I don't know if McTavish will be around. I think he's going to go earlier. Fabian LaSalle. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's some good players that are going to be there, and depending on the reaches that happen in the top 10, there'll be reaches. Somebody's going to slide. Right. And they're going to keep sliding. Like I remember a few years back, like uh, Oliver Wallstrom went 13th. Did he not? And I had him like fifth on my board. So, you know, it could be worth hanging on. Look how far Cole Caulfield felt. Yeah. 15th. Right. Like 
Um, yeah, like it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. You guys are gonna get two good players by the end 100%. of this. If, I'm excited. If you do nothing else. I'm so. I'm excited. So, but hey, guys, this has been uh, episode 69 of Two Goalies, nice. One Mike. Thanks to Ty B and uh, Sean Warren from the uh, Point Shot Podcast in Vancouver. Check them out on us. Uh, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Great show. Great group of people. Um, and this has been brought to you by Outlet Liquor, uh, the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? And uh, you know, the draft uh, was at seven o'clock, eight o'clock start tonight. I forget. Um, it's hours uh, away. Eight o'clock your time, five my time. Yeah. Okay. So eight yeah. o'clock our time. Um, and uh, you know, I'm excited. So my dog is losing his mind outside. I should let him out uh, or let him in. Sorry. But this has been episode 69 of Two Goalies on Mike. Maybe we'll catch nice. you later tonight. If not, I'll talk to you next week. See ya. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com. Come on, let's go to the Blue Hotel. The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares. It's for the open-minded, the pleasure seeker. It's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality, theme-based with special guests, the Blue Hotel Hotline, and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd.